Welcome back to episode 11 of the Built for Purpose podcast. Uh, This is part two of the chat I had with Joe Milburn. Um, So in this episode, we go into a little more bit of detail about Looseheads as a charity, um, how Joe got involved with Looseheads and what their sort of aim is as a charity um, and what they do uh, within rugby as a sport and within the community. So hope you enjoy this episode. How did you get involved with Looseheads as a as a brand and and that kind of thing? And then like, how does the Looseheads Academy like differ from Looseheads the brand and and how does it all link in and that kind of thing? Well, big question. Sorry, start where you want. <laughs> um, okay, so I got involved in Looseheads in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a um, they put something out on their social media. Um, back in 2019 about an academy and I was like oh what's this an academy so looked into it um kind of looked into a bit more of what loose heads was um so before that I hadn't really heard of them and now obviously knowing the guys I completely understand why since 2017 when they founded the charity they were three very useless blokes who didn't do much until 2019 and Bob Mark and Dave won't mind me saying that because they would agree entirely with that Um, 2019, they really started getting things off the ground and then the academy started. So I was in that, um, just as a member and it was a bit of the wild west, really. Um, it was kind of, it kind of started off a bit like chatty. And then as we hit lockdown, it got like really, really involved. Um, obviously people didn't have anything to do. So all day, every day, people were chatting about rugby, um, and we were setting up like crazy challenges and videos and stuff like that for the main Looseheads page. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward to um, 2020, so late end of 2020, um, sort of Rob, Mark and Dave decided that somebody actually probably needed to head up the Wild West of the Academy. Um, so they asked the group to kind of vote for a captain, I suppose. Um, I was voted in to run the academy. So then I kind of stepped up and joined the ranks of the co-founders and um, became the, the captain or the team leader of the academy. Um, and yeah, I haven't really looked back at all. It's, it's been life-changing for me. Um, the people in the academy have really helped me through some low points as well as I would hope that I've helped people through their low points as well. But it's all just one big rugby family from all over the world pretty much um sometimes it really takes off sometimes it's a bit dead but mm-hmm. it is what it is um it's just really really fun and that's kind of my part with obviously the question of what's the difference between the academy and loose heads so loose heads itself is a uk registered charity mm-hmm. and they are around tackling the stigma of mental health um, so they are a signposting and prevention charity, not therapists, not counsellors, um, but we are there and we can provide the support to take people and put people to the right places. So you'll see all over social media, there's a lot of help and support and things like that. Um, we do sell clothing, so t-shirts, hoodies, hats, shorts. Budgie smugglers. Um, budgie smugglers. <laughs> oh yeah, budgies. Um, we we basically we use the money from that so we're 100 um non-profit so 
nobody walks away with a profit. We do have two full-time staff members, but they are, they are funded through sponsors. So any sales that go through of the clothing goes back into the pot of the foundation, which is then used to create training tools. So for example, on the Looseheads website, you can complete online training, which is mental health awareness training. So really good for anyone who just wants to get a general awareness of what to look out for and how to help. Um, soon we're going to be putting together a, a module two of that. And obviously we, we have to have that business model of selling clothes to make money. So the more we sell, the more we can help and we provide it to rugby clubs for free. Yeah. So that's loose ends. Mm-hmm. Um, really really great charity mm-hmm. the loose academy is the grassroots focused side of it um so the academy is made up out of anyone who wants to apply for it um you don't even need to be linked to a rugby club but obviously it's quite handy if you are because the point of the academy is that we go out there and spread the word of loose ends mm-hmm. um, within our own rugby club and the local rugby community um, as time goes on, obviously the, the academy is still in kind of that walking phase. Loose heads believe in crawl, walk, run. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say loose heads probably in the walking phase, but a bit closer to jogging now. The academy is still in a walking phase of we know what we want to do. We just need to work out how to do it. Um, the academy is run completely by volunteers. So myself and Big John, um, so he lives in Manchester. Me and him run the academy now together. Um, we both work full time, mm-hmm. both young families. Um, but our goal is that we want people to be able to go out and deliver presentations and things like that um, into their local community about what Lucid is and about mental health. Mm-hmm. I think like it's it's a really great charity to get involved in. Like everything I've. I guess I probably lockdown time is when I started seeing more stuff about loose heads on social media um, as well. And like, I would just see people wearing the loose head tops or like, especially, you know, obviously with it being like a rugby community, I would just see people wearing it. And I think like when you see something like a, a branding like that, it makes you think, Oh, where, where's that from? And then it makes you ask like, okay, where's this from? And then you might follow it on social media and then instantly it's spreading that. I think, spreading um almost awareness and education about it and even if it just plants a seed for someone and then they might see it once might not see it for for a few more weeks and then slowly it starts to like help them build that awareness of just understanding like when like maybe two years ago I didn't even know that mental health was a thing like I thought mental health was like someone if someone had um had like a mental health illness that was deemed as mental health but I, d- I didn't even consider it as a thing that was like, we all have mental health, like we all have physical health. And then it's something that needs to be looked after. It's not just like, um, like mental health, that's something that people have. Do you know what I mean? Like we all have it, just like we all have lungs and a heart and all of that. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. So yes, yeah, so everyone has mental health and mm-hmm. obviously some people have mental ill health. And I think that that's the important thing that Lewis says are trying to put out there is that everyone has mental health and mm-hmm. it's only one word that can yeah. change that from good to bad and it's ill health um so loose heads kind of have a focus and their focus is prevent promote signpost and educate mm-hmm. um so obviously it, it runs in a circle we don't have them listed in bullet points it runs in a circle so mm-hmm. obviously we want to prevent people from mental ill health 
we want to promote the fact that it's okay to have mental health issues and that it's okay to talk. We want to signpost people to the right help. So as I said, we're not counselors, we're not therapists, but there are counselors and therapists out there that we can signpost people to and that rugby clubs can signpost people to. And then we want to educate people into like the knowledge of mental ill health. Like, mm-hmm. like for yourself, I suppose you, you, you could say that actually that goal, we've probably, we've probably done all four of those for you now, haven't we? Like, yeah. obviously we're, we're actively preventing you from having sort of low moods and things like that. Yeah. We've promoted the fact that it's okay for you to, to talk about it and think about it. If you ever felt you were in need, you could look on our socials and you would, you'd be signposted to, to things like Samaritans, Mind, Shout. Um, obviously, Shout is a brilliant one. So 85258, and you just text them the word rugby, and you will get 24-7 help straight away. Um, really, really good. And obviously, we're educating people all the time. Like you said, that you didn't really realize that mental health was a thing for everyone. And yeah. obviously, that's that education side of it. Um, I think like the importance that that loose heads kind of want to make sure that people are aware of is the fact that like one in four people will experience mental health issues each year. Mm-hmm. Like one in four will, will experience a mental health issue. Now it could be low mood, stress, anxiety. That's it's something like that. It can go all the way up to self-harm, etc. But the, the next couple of stats are like a bit, a bit closer to home, I suppose. So one in six will experience a mental health issue each week. Mm. That's crazy. So, so now think about it when you're in the gym with your team yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and there's 36 of us. So that's quite so a lot. Yeah. The last one is the one that really hits the rugby community. Okay. So at the beginning of the game, at kickoff, there's 31 people standing on the pitch, isn't there? 33 mm-hmm. of you include both linesmen at the time. Okay. So to head down to the teams, there's 30 people standing on a rugby pitch at kickoff. Okay. Two of those people will attempt to commit suicide during their lifetime. So one in 15 people will attempt to commit suicide during their lifetime. I don't know it's that that many. Yeah. So when you take into account that on a on a Prem 15s rugby day, yeah. there's three or four games happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's two people per game. So that's six people eight people, maybe 10 people. Once you've then put into the fact of all the supporters that are in the stands watching, that's then 20 people there at each game. So 20 people at each game that will attempt to take their life during their own lifetime. And then you put into all the people who are watching it from home. You're now looking at 50 to 60 to 70 people. And then you look at the people that are going to watch the highlights on on Prem 15's social media you're now into the hundreds of people in their lifetime that will attempt to take there and that's why loose heads kind of was formed is we realized that within the rugby community there was nothing there was nothing to say to rugby players who are i mean we're taught to be hard stand up rub some dirt in it get a pint down and crack on (laughs) there was nothing there to say to people actually you know what this is going to be a really scary ride for you, mm-hmm. but let's try and make it easier. We're not saying we're not going to make it as scary because 
well, the, the, the fact that somebody around you might attempt to take their life is going to be scary. Yeah. But we need to find a way to make it easier and make it okay for people to understand it. Um, so that's obviously why we go back to sort of our focus of that prevent, promote, signpost, educate. We just need people on board. Mm -hmm. We just need people to understand, I suppose. Those stats are like actually blow my mind because it makes you realize like how much when you start adding up, like for example, if a game is on TV and then you've got the players plus the people watching in the stadium plus the people watching on TV, you can imagine how much of a message you could potentially get across to people by using that platform and, and then understanding the effect that will have on those people. And I think the thing is, it's not, there's not just the people like you're saying about um, one in 15 people will like attempt suicide, but then it is educating the people that might be the closest to those people. So if one in 15, then maybe there might be two or three people that are closest to that person. Maybe they can spot signs or they can help them get the prevention in place and that kind of, that kind of thing, because it actually, it's not just one in 15, it's all the people that it affects as well that will get educated yeah. through that too. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I suppose that, that's kind of another thing that we that we look at as a charity. Um, we, that educating is educating people on the signs of mental health problems. So, so to just list a couple off, which you, you may or may not know, it's obviously low moods, low energy levels, reduced performance, um, feeling tense, social isolation, mm -hmm. um, sort of not feeling good enough. Like that's quite a common one of people always self-doubting themselves and not feeling good enough. Um, unhealthy coping mechanisms. So, um, so smoking, for example, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I smoke because I'm stressed. It's the only thing that relieves the stress. But actually, nicotine is one of the main causes of stress. Mm -hmm. the, the actual drug combination within nicotine is actually really, really bad. And it actually puts anxiety and stress levels up. So looking back at those kind of signs of mental health, um problems one of them on their own okay maybe not okay if you've got low moods you can have a low mood that's fine yeah. like you might have just read a really sad book or you might be listening to sad songs like taylor swift or something like that um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> no hey um nothing wrong with taylor swift. no nothing at all <laughs> um but once you put two or three of them together so if you find someone who's got a low mood who's socially isolated themselves and they've started drinking uh, a couple of cans of beer every day is that now a sign of mental health and it's about how do we go about do we want to waltz into their bedroom and go oh you mm. you've got depression yeah like i think that's nah. a, that's the tricky thing is how how do you approach that like you can have the best intentions and you want to help someone, but knowing how to go about that and how to approach someone in a way that's not going to make them feel more isolated or different or like there's something wrong with them. Like you've, you've got to go about it in a way that, that shows how, how much you like that you can, you want to help them. Um, but equally, like I said, not trying to make them feel like there's something wrong that needs to be helped. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, the important side of it, and I, I keep on going back to the to the sort of the focus, the goals, um, however you want to call it, is that that preventing, promoting, 
signposting, educating, and it's just making sure that everyone is aware of those four things. As long as we can do one, we, we stop we stop mental ill health in its tracks at one of those points. Yeah. Obviously, we, we want to stop it at prevent mm-hmm. every time because I, I know personally, I don't want to bury a friend or a family yeah. member because of mental ill health. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what I mean? I'm always going to yeah. want to prevent that from happening. If, if sadly that does happen, the people around them, I then don't want to have to bury them as yeah. well. Yeah. Because, because it's going to hit somebody hard. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's educating people if something like that does happen around them or educating people to make sure that that doesn't happen to them. It's, it's basically just trying to make everyone aware that we need to tackle the stigma. Mm-hmm. And I, I know it sounds really sort of corny because our, our sort of motto is hashtag tackle the stigma. Um, but it's really important that we actually do because if we don't tackle the stigma then we are going to be burying one in 15 people in their lifetime. Yeah. Um, If we can knock that number down to one in, well, put it up, I suppose, Mm -hmm. one in 20, one in 30, we're we're going the right way, aren't we? Yeah. But ideally, we all want to be able to say that zero in 15 people Mm -hmm. will have their life. But it's also the understanding that we're never going to knock it completely because we, we as a charity and those people who are mental health professionals and um, scientists and things like that still can't quite see and tell why people um, sort of can go the way they do. It's, it's yes. not something that we know. Um, we don't know whether or not it's ingrained into people's minds. We don't know whether or not it's something that can be triggered. It just, it just happens. And, and that's, the, that's the sad thought is that people can change within a second, within a yeah. split second. Yeah. And all of a sudden dark thoughts come into their mind. And there's obviously things out there that will help them like crisis units and things like that, which if you are feeling like you've got dark thoughts, call crisis straight away. Um, don't wait to see a doctor, don't wait to, to see a counsellor or a therapist, like call crisis straight away if you're feeling suicidal, 999, just mm-hmm. get the help you need straight away. But if you're feeling at a point where you've just got that low mood and anxiety, call your GP. Yeah. It's really, really easy. You call reception and tell them about it and they will put you through to teams that can help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole point of Lou says is letting people know that it's okay to not be okay and that yeah. we are as a as a country and as a charity we are tackling that stigma especially yeah. in rugby yeah hugely like like you touched on earlier about like rugby as a sport being very you know tough and like hard-faced on the exterior like it's crazy how actually in that environment there's so many emotions so many different personality types and it like like you said it can be difficult to actually cross those two together you know with like rugby being the sport that it is and like actually at the end of the day we're people first we're not like just rugby players and people have emotions and and mental health and mental ill health so to be able to combine the two 
I think is like a, a very important message and one that has helped me and I know has helped many other people and I'm sure it will continue to. Yeah, I think the important thing for people to know is that Looseheads isn't trying to change what rugby is. Okay. Yeah. We still want to go out there and absolutely smash that opposing number. <laughs> That's okay. That's the whole point, isn't it? Yeah. The whole point of why we choose to play rugby instead of football or basketball or something like that is because it's a contact sport and it's a sport like no other in the world. Mm-hmm. And we're not trying to change that. All that we're trying to change is when you have that pint in the bar after, if one of your teammates has gone and sat in the corner on their own, just go and see what's wrong. Yeah. Like they might just have like a bit of a bit of a dodgy knee from the game and fair play, but at least you've gone and a chat and yeah. found out that. Whereas if they come out and go, um, my parents didn't come and watch and they promised they would. Mm-hmm. Well, then at least you're now working out what's wrong. And do you know what I mean? You can you can work with them and you can you can be there for them. You can be that shoulder to cry on, not not necessarily physically there, but yeah. It's that ear for them to talk to. It's lending an ear. That's what it's mm-hmm. all about. Um, but we don't want to change rugby. And no. I think that's the problem. We get a lot of pushback from people who go, oh, you know, you're trying to turn everyone soft. Well, we're not because none it's of us like, are, really. I, I yeah, like how, I guess, how you deal um, with mental stresses and um, like off the pitch like directly correlates with how you can perform on the on the field as well and I know that I perform to my best when I'm one confident in my own abilities two have dealt with stresses that that might be causing me um, anxiety or worry off the field and three when I know that other people around me have got my back and I and I've got their back both on and off the field so it like like you're saying about people pushing back and stuff like why would they it, it it baffles me why people want to knock something down that's actually going to make you better within the sport and that's not like it's it's dealing with things both on and off the field to make you better on and off the field so why is it that bad thing you know yeah like, like we don't knock people down for drinking water <laughs> no like, or squash. yeah or squash, <laughs> you know I mean? because that makes you better on and off the field we don't yeah. knock people for for going to do exercise out of the gym because it makes you better in the gym yeah. and out of the gym. So why do we knock people for wanting to talk when mm-hmm. we all have to learn to talk and we all got taught how to talk? So surely it's something that we should be doing. Yeah, encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you, I, I absolutely love the um, setup you've got. So first, so obviously you, you've got two different training camps. Um, first, I, your Gloucester Hartbury um, team are absolutely fantastic. They are so behind everything that Loosehead is and mm. will be. And I think they just get it. And then when we look at sort of the men's side as well, like I think all mental health charities will always find a struggle in sort of the men's side, mm. not the team, but yeah. it's the fan. And yeah. I think it is, it's that old school rub some dirt yeah. in it. I mean, you, you see what it's like when a player goes down injured, there's enough yeah. boos and hisses and things and a player could have broken their collarbone and everyone's like, come on, get up, get up. But yeah. so once you then start seeing, so then when, once it's an injury that you can't see, it's even worse. But yeah. the Gloucester lads, like the players and obviously the Gloucester Hartbury, like all of you, 
as well you're really behind the movement and it's absolutely fantastic to see like mm-hmm. we absolutely love it and for us it's really important that players at a professional level can get behind it not for a marketing reason but because yeah. you you influence so many young boys and young girls okay yeah. if we can't hit the people that are over 60 and we can't get to them let's get to the people who are under six yeah like, you, like because they are the future yeah. and the people who are going to be that one in 15 in the mm-hmm. future so, yeah. yes okay we, we want to get to everyone but if you could inspire a little girl on match day and she knows that you're massively behind mental health, maybe yeah. when she's 16 and she gets dumped and feels awful, but think back to she'll that. be like, oh, actually, I can talk about this. It's fine. I don't need to isolate myself and get her to ball with everyone. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's really important. And I suppose looking back at your, so then looking into like the Wales camp and stuff like that, like they're obviously players that you don't see all the time as mm-hmm. well. Um, you kind of only see them leading up to big competitions and things like that. But it's so good to see that when you are all together, that you, you're a family. Yeah. I mean, you obviously have your rivals, mm-hmm. rival because you play against each other in Prem 15s and things like that. But as soon as you're together, you openly talk with each other. You, you, you're just a family. And that's what rugby is. Rugby is yeah. a family. So why aren't we speaking to them? Mm-hmm. yeah that one like it's nice to hear that that side of like from your perspective as well that like teams that I'm associated with and play with support that so much because like you said it's crazy how much of an influence that we have I think the over the last few years with, with the growth of women's rugby especially like it, it's actually quite overwhelming how much of a impact I can have on people and um I know that other girls feel the same way. It's like you can literally just have a conversation after a game with someone or just have a picture with them. And then that's like they're, they're your maid. And, and what you then put on social media and say to them literally directly, like directly influences the way that they might be like act and behave. So the better influence that we can be on people and the more we can spread messages like this, then the better that is for everyone. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Um, I mean, yeah, loose heads wouldn't be where it is today without without players like yourself who mm-hmm. who fully believe in the cause and who fully believe that things need to change. Mm-hmm. And I think it's players like yourself who will help um, to conv- no, not convince. That's not the right word. Who will help to promote loose heads within your teams mm-hmm. because once once your entire team are behind it to the point where you are and um, and once your coaches are behind it to that point as well, you're then going to start promoting it into other teams. And once those teams are, they'll promote it into other teams. And although it's fantastic for, for a charity that are kind of still in their starting up days to have that, that kind of marketing tool of all these professionals agree yeah. with us, it's more important that actually the more players who are behind it, the more fans will see it, the more fans who see it, the more families will see it. And, and that's it, isn't it? Like for someone like you, who is a, a small cog in this huge machine of Gloucester Hartbury, mm-hmm. you're already starting turning and your cog's turning another cog and, after a while that machine's all going to be running in the same direction 
And as you've said, it's that it's that taking a moment after the game, isn't it? That photo or that somebody likes something on your Instagram or comments on your Instagram yeah. and you just reply, their cogs then starting to turn. Yeah. And I think as a charity and as a professional rugby level, it's really important to understand that we do have an influence over over a lot of people and mm. it's using that influence for good yeah and like that's one thing that I've I've learned a lot over the the last year or so since becoming professional is is that influence and just having messages like a few times where I've had messages and people would be like oh I spoke to you at the game or I listened to your podcast or I did this and that and it's like changed my viewpoint on this or now I and I've been telling my friends and like things like that and like it's it is a bit surreal but it's something that I, I like I love um but I do have to take a minute and pinch myself I'm like <laughs> are they sure are you sure you met me like because it is it's such a weird thing that and it's all happened so fast but like we've got to use I think any of us women's rugby players men's rugby players that have any form of platform like no matter how big or small it's so important to use that for good because it, it can be very easily used negatively um and you might not be able, like actually realize that you're having a negative effect on someone like as easily as you could have a positive like a positive effect on someone so i think like taking time out of your day to just maybe realize that you could influence someone else's life positively i think it's it's quite it's very easy to get caught up in the whole go to training doing this doing that like i'm busy kind of thing but understanding that when you've got to take time out of your day to help other people look after your teammates and also look after yourself like that we were speaking about earlier oh yeah 100 percent. i think um i think you, you've definitely hit the nail on the head there with how much responsibility we have means that we have to make sure we take the time out for ourselves yeah. mm -hmm. um whether or not that's because you're smashing someone on the pitch for 80 minutes and then standing with a fan and then by the time you get to the changing rooms, there's 50 messages because those fans have posted pictures, they've liked photos, they messaging to say good game. But then the other side of it is those so-called fans who say there's no room for women in rugby and, oh, what were you doing? Why did you knock on that ball? You would have won it. Like, you know you would have. Yeah, I know. And, as a charity, yeah. and as a charity, it's messages like that that we get where, we'll post up a video and someone will be like well how is this anything to do with your charity and it's like the point is that we're, we're building engagement yeah so, so we get the question all the time aren't you just a clothing brand why are you selling t-shirts why is your instagram always about new t-shirts and new clothing line and it goes back to this engagement people will engage seeing a professional player in a t-shirt and they will go and buy that t-shirt and that t-shirt will fund the mental health training and graphics and modules and everything which we give to rugby clubs for free completely yeah. free of charge like like any any club in the world could sign up as a partner club and get all of it for free yeah. like we don't ask for anything and all that we do ask is that people go out and buy a t-shirt yeah. or a hoodie because they're promoting the message with that little LH rugby post on the yeah. front. And they're also helping to fund 
this worldwide movement as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. It's not really, a, it's, it's a small price to pay, isn't it? To, to help grow the charity and contribute to something that's going to help yourself and others. So, yeah, yeah. 100%. And obviously, if, if people listening to this do want to get involved, mm-hmm. um, if they just go on, to, go on to any internet browser and just type in loose heads, that's with a Z at the end, .co.uk forward slash, and then the letters, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Um, it'll give them links to everything on how to be a partner club, the academy, a little bit about it, the shop, everything. So if anyone listening does want to try and get involved somehow, um, everything's there for them. I'll um, put the link in the thing below on Spotify as well. Perfect. Because I've worked out how you can do that now. You can put links in there. <laughs> so yeah, I'll do that as well. Um, yeah, thanks very much for this. I really appreciate it. And, and thanks for explaining a little bit about a little bit more about loose heads um, and the academy as well i have one more thing you're the second guest on my podcast now after kira um and i decided that i was going to make a, a tradition to ask um people what their tesco meal deal was um as a, as a closing thing so hit me with it <laughs> okay controversial um i like oh, a pasta pot okay so, so the smarter and battle pasta pot mm-hmm. uh, Doritos Cool Original. Nice. And at the moment, I'm all behind like the Diet Coke Sublime. Ooh, interesting. Um, so yeah, so it's like lime, but usually it'd be a Ribena. Okay, yeah, that's a good solid choice. But okay, that's quite unique. I've not heard one like that before, but yeah. it's all right. I'll get a lot. I'll get a lot of hate for that now. <laughs> Probably, but again, it's, it's everyone's. It's you. It's individual choice. Do you know what I mean? I just like to find out what people like to have in the meal deal. Lovely. I'm nosy like that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> thanks very much for coming on. I need to know yours. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, probably like um, chicken, bacon and lettuce sandwich. Good amount of protein in that. Um, and then proper corn, salt, sweet and salty. Um, and then usually um, like a naked smoothie, because if you actually put like when you scan that all on the and the till it comes to like six pound fifty, and then it reduces it down to now three pound fifty, um, which is it just literally is like daylight robbery. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I've just like completely mugged the system. So that was my must. That's my rationale behind that. Brilliant, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cheers very much for coming on. No worries.